okay? That you'd bless us while we're in your presence and bless all those who cannot be with us today, Father, whether it's work or, or meeting families' needs or just simply having to rest and recover, Father, as we all enter into celebration of your rest in this Shabbat. We ask this in Yeshua's name. Amen. And so then today's message is called Early First Fruits. Because as of this Friday evening, last night, Passover began. And it's confusing for a lot of people who come from the nations to understand this, is that according to God's calendar, the days begin the night before, and then they end at sundown. And so there's always been a lot of confusion with people that simply follow the Gregorian calendar. Because there are times, you know, in different years where we have the celebration of the resurrection of Messiah happening one to two weeks before Passover even begins. And so to uh, eliminate some of that confusion, we have to understand what God's word said. These were appointed times and feasts, and the Lord instructed the Jewish people to follow the lunar calendar, where the Gregorian, it follows the sunrise and the sunset. And so that's where the confusion can happen from time to time. And so just to clarify that Messiah Yeshua fulfilled Pesach in that he became our Passover lamb, but also he's, he fulfilled another appointed time, and that was first fruits. The scripture declares that he is the one, the first fruits who is raised from the dead and that we can have life in him. And so first we must look at the Tanakh, the historical background. So Father God, we just give our time to you May you open up your word to give us greater understanding in that you have spoken through your holy prophets both in the Tanakh and you've spoken through your apostles in the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament. Father, we are here to be educated by your spirit, almighty God, and that the truth of your word, which is timeless, and it is holy, and it is pure, and that is what we're to be following this day, almighty God not the whims of man or man's interpretation of the Bible, but your word as you've spoken and you've given us illumination and you've given us your spirit that leads us into all truth. So we ask the Ruach HaKodesh, the spirit of the living God, who gives us God's word, pure and holy, the discerning between where man is speaking and where the word of God is being proclaimed. Father, it's our heart's desire to know your will so that we can walk in unity of the faith that we have in God the Father through his son Yeshua by the power and equipping of the Ruach HaKodesh, the spirit of living God, and that all believers can walk in the unity of faith that we have in Messiah. We ask this in Yeshua's name, amen. So if you'd like to turn with me to the book of Leviticus, chapter 23, and we're going to go from 9 to 14. So we're in Leviticus chapter 23, beginning at verses 9 through 14. In Hebrew, the word Leviticus is pronounced Vaikra. And so it, here it begins. And Adonai said to Moshe, Tell the people of Israel, after you enter the land. Now what land is he speaking of? He's not speaking of France. 
or Germany or the United States. He's speaking of the land of Israel. After you enter the land, I'm giving you and the harvest its ripe crops. You are to bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the Kohen, who is the priest. He is to wave the sheaf before Adonai so you will be accepted. Notice that. So that they will be accepted. Going forward, the Kohen, the priest, is to wave it on the day after Shabbat. And so when does Shabbat begin? Sundown on Friday evening. And when does it end? But sundown on Saturday evening. And then begins the first day of the week, which for us, that would be Sunday. So, verse number 12, on that day you are to wave the sheaf. You are to offer a male lamb without defect in its first year as a burnt offering for Adonai. Its grain offering is to be one gallon of fine flour mixed with olive oil, an offering made by fire to Adonai as a fragrant aroma. Its drink offering is to be of wine of one quart. You're not to eat bread, dried grain, or fresh grain until the day you bring the offering for your God. This is to be a permanent regulation through all your generations, no matter where you live. For those of us who live in America, in different lands other than the land of Israel, we Jews are to follow God's commands. And those who have been grafted in the commonwealth of Israel, this is a type and pattern for you to follow. So going forward here, the series of spring holy days continues. This is no longer from Vaikra 23, 9 through 14. So the series of spring holy days continues with the arrival of first fruits. Another word that is interjected here is called yam, which in Hebrew means day, and bakrim, which means fruits. So going forward here. Since it comes on the heels of a major festival of Passover, first fruits is often overlooked. We shall see, however, that this biblical holiday observance should be one of the most important of all festivals for both Messianic Jews and those from the nations who've been grafted into the commonwealth of Israel. The meaning of this holy day is understood in its name. See, Fiharat Ha'omer, literally means the counting of the sheaf. Now in Israel, the first harvest of the year is barley. And 50 days, counting forward, there's the wheat harvest, which we know of the time of Shavuot, the giving of the law, the Torah, to Moshe Moses on Mount Sinai. So let's get back to what we're focused on here. And so with this being the first harvest here, it, it spoke to that being the barley harvest. Okay, so continuing here. The meaning of the holy day is understood in its name. Shefrahat Ha'amer literally means the counting of the sheaf. It speaks of the earliest harvests that take place in Israel, the barley harvest. Like the fall holy day of Sukkot, it's similar. This 
festive time emphasizes the agrarian culture of the Middle East, of the ancient Middle East. In practical terms, Sifrahat Haomer was the first harvest of the spring, and as such was a perfect time to make the grain offering to the Lord, as the book of Vaikra Leviticus tells us. The first of the barley harvest was to be brought to the priest in the tabernacle when it was first given, and later in the temple once the temple was erected. The lesson is clear. If God had been faithful to bless us with this early harvest, he would most certainly provide the harvest for later summer. Because the, the agrarian uh, framework in Israel is totally different than America. It's not Iowa. They would, they would get the, the snows that would come in the winter, and then the melting of the snows would fill the rivers and the creeks and the streams, and that way they had the blessing of that early harvest. So going forward here. The Jewish observance of this festival has varied throughout history. In the ancient practice in the days of the temple, it was quite an elaborate ceremony of bringing the offering as a thanksgiving tithe to God. If you notice, we, we have, have something in November, do we not? The, the celebration of Thanksgiving in our, our own country, giving thanks to the Lord for his bountiful harvest. Well, that's where the pilgrims, they, they took from God's word in that the times and the seasons are a little bit different in America than they are in the land of Israel. So going forward here, the Talmud states that the priests would meet a group of Jewish pilgrims on the very edge of the city. From there, they would lead them up to the Temple Mount. As they carried their offerings of the first fruits, the priests would lead the praise service with music, praise of psalms, and dance. And so this is one of the appointed times. Passover was an appointed time. And so first fruits, there would be over three to five million Jewish people around Jerusalem to be celebrating Passover. And just as Passover began, a full day afterwards, what would take place was the first fruits, according to the Lord's calendar and the Lord's calling of men to present themselves before the Lord, a time of worship. So going forward here, as a group of worshipers arrived to the temple compound, the priest would take the sheaves and lift them up in the air, and he would wave them in every direction, giving honor and glory and praise to God. And by doing so, the whole crowd would be acknowledging God's provision and his sovereignty over the whole earth. So just think about that. Are we willing to, as believers today, to simply walk in God's provision? And, but also to acknowledge that he is sovereign over every aspect of our lives. Let's continue now. Now let's now look at the Brit Hadishah, the New Testament observance. Since it is always often overshadowed by the grandeur of Passover, one wonders if Yom Bukrim has any significance in the New Testament. Indeed, the holy day is mentioned in the New Testament a number of times, first fruits. 
I believe it should be one of the most important festivals for believers in Yeshua. A close reading of 1 Corinthians 15 will show us the vital link of Shifriat HaOmer to the ministry of our Messiah Yeshua. As Rabbi Saul of Tarsus teaches us the believers about the doctrine. And what is doctrine but simple teaching of what the resurrection. As I walked towards this building today, I noticed that this congregation that allows us to come and meet out of grace, hospitality, and kindness to us, there was a sign out there. It said, Hallelujah, for he has risen. Who's that speaking of? Our Messiah is the first fruits of those who have been raised from the dead. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So in 1 Corinthians, if you want to turn with me, chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we will hear what Rav Shaul, Rabbi Saul, spoke and taught us by the empowering, equipping, and the illumination that came from the Ruach HaKodesh, the Spirit of the living God. So we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning at verse number 20. But the fact is this, that Messiah has been what? He has been raised from the dead. First fruits of those who have died. For since death came through a man, also the resurrection of the dead has also come through a man. For the first in connection with Adam, all die. So in connection with Messiah, all may be made alive, but each to his own order. Messiah Yeshua is first fruits. Then those who belong to Messiah at the time of his coming. Now going forward here. This is not continuing with 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 20 through 23. Although Many read this passage as a commentary on the order of the resurrection. Shaul now is now making a technical reference to the holy days of first fruits. It is not merely that Yeshua was the first to raise bodily from the grave, but that by doing so, he is now in direct fulfillment of the feast of first fruits. See, these appointed times that the Lord has spoken through the Tanakh and has been fulfilling in the Brit Hadashah is proof that his word is yes and amen. And just like all the other prophecies yet to be fulfilled in the Tanakh, the Old Testament, and the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament, shall be fulfilled according to his orchestration, his timing, not ours, and that his word is yes and amen. That's why these prophetic words, the prophecies dealing with Israel and dealing with the nations shall come to pass as God's word has laid it out thousands of years prior for us even being created and living out our lives on this earth. And so with that full confidence, we can truly believe God's word is yes and amen, and we can trust it beyond every, anything else that we will see or experience in this world. He is what is real. He's the one who has formed us. 
shaped us in our mother's womb, gave us life. And when we came to know Messiah gave us eternal life, we became born again. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so going forward here, it is not merely that Yeshua was first to raise bodily from, from the grave, but by doing so, he is direct fulfillment of the feast of first fruits. This makes perfect sense as we reflect on the details of the day. So next, what is the practical guide, practical guide for now as us believers in Messiah, both Jews and Gentiles, one in Messiah? Having discovered the theme of first fruits, the resurrections of Messiah, believers in Messiah should appreciate the importance of this holy day. In fact, but there's an irony here. Now we're going to expose here a little bit of history. Okay? The enemy wants to divide Jews and Gentiles who are one in Messiah. And so he brings division. Historically, it's recorded. The believers of the early church, especially the Roman church of the 4th century, began to lose touch with their Jewish understanding of their faith. See, the people from the nations were grafted into this. Where does salvation come? Through God the Father, through Messiah Yeshua, by the equipping and the illumining of the Ruach HaKodesh. But Hasatam wants to bring schisms and division. During this time, I'll go forward here. However, the church wanted to maintain a celebration of the resurrection of Messiah Yeshua. Hence the Council of Nicaea in the year 325 Common Era. Just to give a little bit of background at that time. None of the Messianic Jewish bishops who were of a Jewish heritage, they were not invited to this council. Why? Because those that were in the majority from the nations wanted to change certain things. So let's go forward here. Hence the council in Nicaea 325 established, among other edicts, that Christians, whether you be from a Jewish heritage or from the nations, would not be allowed to commemorate Passover any longer. They made that decision at that time. Going forward here. But would observe the resurrection on a new holiday, and I don't mean any offense here, Easter. I've searched the scriptures. Easter is never mentioned. But the resurrection of Messiah and first fruits are. Okay? And so this is a truth. And I, I encourage everyone to do your own research on this matter. Going forward here. According to this church, a Western church, Easter would be observed on the Sunday after the spring equinox. Consequently, today, many Christians have forgotten the intimate connection between the resurrection of first fruits and 
the Lord's appointed days, the Jewish holidays. It makes us wonder if it would have been simpler and clearer to continue to celebrate the great works of God, his at his, his appointed times. Is it any wonder why church historically has such a little awareness of its own Jewish heritage? Because if you notice today, following the Gregorian calendar that most of us do on a day-to-day basis, you'll notice that some years, the day of the resurrection comes prior to the celebration of Passover, sometimes up to two weeks difference. And so that's where the confusion was. So going forward here, in these latter days, it is now wonderful to see so many believers, both Jews and Gentiles, are now desiring to understand the original context of their faith in Messiah. You've been grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel. First fruits can be a beautiful celebration to the point all to the risen Savior of the world who is Yeshua HaMashiach. Shabbat Shalom.